On this episode of the Off The Bit podcast, we have an interview with Chris Caserta. He calls in to talk to the boys about his life and sport. We have a wrap-up from the Championships Day 2. We have the NRL Round 6 review with Hubie Brown, and we have some segments. Let's go. The views and opinions put forth in this podcast by Yellowman and Roy's Reese are our views and our views alone. There's no room here for scathing attacks on the information we provide or the bullshit that manifests. We take a light hearted walk through the vast joining chasm that is racing and sport and life. And if you don't like it, well, feel free to jog on. That's your man, Yellowman. I'm your boy, Roy's Reese. This is the Off the Bit podcast, and we prefer our listeners. Shake it, not scared. Not scared. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. I should always wonder why they always stopped the mic checks at just one, two. They never did three. Uh, mic check, anyway, this is the Off The Bit Podcast. This is episode five. Uh, we have an interview with Chris Caserta coming up. We have, uh, before we get to that, we'll talk about uh, the championships. We'll uh, discuss winks. A um, little bit, we'll touch on the NBA a little bit. We've got playoffs coming up. Uh, got a couple of segments as well. We have uh, What A Dickhead. And we have um, a couple of other ones, winners and losers. Yeah, I got a few. I got a quick question before we start for you. Oh, absolutely, go for it. Who did it better, Usain Bolt? Bolt, Usain Bolt. You Usain Bolt. You say. I sound like like Hubert. Hubert. Usain Bolt or Moses Kiptuni? Who? Kiptuni. Kiptuni. Who, who, who did what better? Who, who did, did it better? <sighs> it's all Kip, Moses Kiptuni because he ran further. Who did it better, a fireman or a policeman? Uh, fireman because they, it's more dangerous. Who Unless did you're it in America. The wife or the mistress? <laughs> mistress? Or, or is it mistress? mistress. Actually, no, was, no, if I'm going on the theme, it's the wife because she did it for longer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I see that. I see the yeah, logic. you like that one? Who did it better, Connor or Floyd? Ooh, that's tough. In their respective fields? Who did it better? Who did it better? Who did it better? Um, uh, Floyd, pretty boy Floyd. He's never lost. He's never lost. Who did it better, mm-hmm. black caviar or wings? Oh, is that where you're going? That's where I was going. Okay, oh, well, you know can, what I can, just... Can you be like uh, the industry super fun? Can you compare a pair? <laughs> Compares the markets. Um, you know what I just... In, in, in going back to what I just said, I, I, I guess I took Kip Tanui because he, he did it for longer, um, uh, which would be probably be wings if you're going on that. Uh, over more ground, she obviously went further than back cover. But then I did say uh, that um, I liked Floyd, didn't I? I said I liked yep. Floyd over over Connor because he was unbeaten. So I'm a I'm a walking juxtaposition. I'm on I'm on the fence. Well, this all came about because I'm sick of people asking me who's better. Yeah, you don't know. We don't know. We'll never yeah. know. Th- and even if they race at the same time, we don't know. Stop fucking asking me who did it better. It, I can't compare them. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think I'm sure you, other people will like certain horses for certain reasons. Yeah. You can't compare them. So you can't ask who did it better. I think if you're going to compare what you're going to do with the 20-odd million that Black, uh, that uh, Winks is going to earn and, and what it can do for your uh, mortgage portfolio, uh, real estate portfolio, I'm sure that uh, you could say that Winks is because uh, she's about to tip some records of uh, of money earned. Well, she's, uh, she's paying less than the bloody banks at the moment, so... Is anyone still backing her? Well, I, I never back her. I race. just took a sip of water. The, the only time she, uh, I get on her is at the Cox Plate, and it's usually to go against her. 
Oh, like second lock. I, I, I like give, I like giving money away. Yeah, yeah. If if someone wants some money, come see me at the races, especially after this uh, last autumn carnival. Yeah, I have oh, done horrible. my bowls. Speaking of which, we were at the races. We were both yeah, there. Right. The off the bit boys. Looking sharp, um, mate. Looking sharp. Yeah, we yeah we um we, oh, there's a little bit of a uh, problem there with the yellow socks you had on. But I just tried to match. Up. Couples match, don't they? <laughs> oh, Sweetheart. Don't settle down. Don't touch <laughs> me like that. <laughs> uh, it was a great day, though. Uh, hearing the the crowd cheer when when she straightens up. Uh, it's just fantastic. Um, the, the, the chills you get. I couldn't see shit because I'm like five foot one and there's a lot of tall people I'm learning. The t- people I'm, are getting I'm, taller. I'm five two and I couldn't see shit. That whole extra inch doesn't help, mate. Dude, with the same height. Oh, no. So, do we have to do this stand up? <laughs> what? Stand up? Five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a great, it was a great championships. Uh, um, really can't touch on much more of it unless you want to dive right into the real race. Mate, deep race I, I, I've, I've got another issue. I'll tell you, I've, I've woken up on the wrong yeah. side of the bed this morning. Yeah. Furidine. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, we can talk about that. Uh, this, man, I'm, I'm, you're referring to Hugh Bowman's ride. I'm just death staring I think, at you. I think, right I, think, I think everyone's referring to Hugh Bowman's ride. Where are we at? When, when, when Winks comes around, we see a different hue, and I'm like a different hue of blue. A different hue, hue of blue. blue. You like it? Uh-huh. <laughs> he sat yeah. on it at the back, didn't go for anything. He Fair enough, it was a pretty tight push, but he had enough horse underneath him that he could have slotted it in between something and rode his way through. It wasn't like he had horses running all over the shop in front of him. He could have pushed through. Look at look at Frolic. Um, they were next to each other, took the gamble, went on the outside. I think he just likes to play it too safe. We need... When he won the uh, the the um, the jockey, uh, the premiership, the premiership. Yep. Sorry, he was blank. he was he was he was in a bad form halfway through, which is culminated with sort of uh, Winx's uh, autumn campaign. And then he grew a set and come out and took that out. Just grow a set, Huey. Let's let's see some see some risky risky rides. Come on, yeah. Push, push your horse because I'm sure your owners want want you to uh, give it a good crack. I know we want to get our horses home safe, but we also want you to have a good crack. Yeah, he did. He definitely had a lapse, and he did address it before because uh, Brenton Abdullah was flying along in front in the premiership, and Hugh was a fair way off him. And then uh, Hugh, there was just a couple of questionable rides where you just you just see him just not trying much and thinking, you know, especially when Winks was the next race. I don't know if he's still got a headache from that concussion, but yeah, it's got to be seen. It's, it's got to be looked at more so. And, and and like all the pressure, I understand the pressure and the, and the the big sort of. Uh, Spotlight on him, but fair dinkum. Have a crack, mate. They they get on. They get on. They absolutely blast Craig Williams for shit like that. Yeah. And Hugh gets away with it, you yep. know. And uh, it's, yeah, it's not not for me, especially if you back Veridine, which I did. It, was, <laughs> it kind of made me did. feel sick. Yeah. The um, one horse I didn't back though, which yeah. I'm uh, kicking me kicking myself over now. Yes. The barman. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Nine year old. No, he's long in the tooth. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he did super. It's um, really rap for Chris Roller to win a great one. Here's one. Here's one thing I wanted your opinion on. Darren Weir doesn't really dominate the Autumn Carnival at all, does he? Sydney wise. No, you don't really see much of him. Purely yeah. during during this. It's, it's, it's a bit weird, it's, isn't um, it? Like Galo Chop. That was it. Can you think of anything else? I'm, I'm thinking. I can't think of anybody else he's had running. Yeah. Any, no. Anything that's jumped out at Con- me, really. Considering he's so dominant um, and 350-odd winners in a year, you'd think that he'd have at least Doncaster horses. It's just a bit odd. I don't know why that is. I don't know whether he doesn't target them or 
you see David Hayes does it quite well that he can sort of come up to Sydney and pinch a couple of these majors and then pop back down. But yeah, I'd love to uh, find out someone's uh, good at what he does. So uh, yeah, well yeah, sticks sticks to it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly right. Um, uh, What else we got? We got racing coming up. We've got the all aged. The all age. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts on that? It's a bit of a mixed bag. Well, which is the all age, really? That's pretty much what it is. I'm going to be honest and say, don't follow my tips. As of late, I have been doing my balls harder than LeBron mm. in the playoffs. Um, I guess Hartnell. Keep an eye on him. He's probably not the big standout for me. Um, Trapeze artist coming back round again. Uh, I was speaking to my sister about it the other day, and she she seems to think he's only got one one good race in him during yeah. the prep. Yep. Um, did we see that the other week out mm. of him? Yep. Uh, it'd be good to see because I think this is a good lead up. Uh, the, the autumn carnival is a good indicator for the Everest as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, there's a few in there that'll be poking around. It's it? where we can sort of take our most form out for the Everest. Yep. So it'd be good to see uh, how he goes. He's gone up in distance too. Um, See where they're at. Brave Smash coming back. Uh, who else we got? Tom Melbourne. Yeah, Tom Melbourne. Yeah. Tom Melbourne. What's you can't say that without a giggle. No, you can't. <laughs> I've seen a really funny thing the other day. Um, it was uh, comparing Tom Melbourne to Shannon Noel. Oh, how? <laughs> Australia's, Australia's other favourite second up runner. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen yeah. what they do to Nolsey on Facebook? Yeah, they kill him. Absolutely. That's the most hilarious shit ever. Oh, actually, yeah. Um, hey, 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 is... hey Nolsey, uh, remember those, those pack of Uno cards I lent you in 2004? Gonna need them back, mate. <laughs> While I talk about the, uh, the NBA, we're going to quickly cut the NBA. Bring one up and uh, I just uh, find a funny one because if no one's aware of this, they... Anything that anything that Nolsey does, he just gets absolutely slandered. It's one of my favourite things ever. Uh, we will touch on because um, we cover our sport. We got the NBA um, playoffs uh, on us. We're deep into the sort of second round, and uh, as we sort of go to record this today, I did see that the Cavs just got up and saved LeBron because it only takes one game for LeBron to win uh, to lose in the uh, start of the playoffs to say he's washed and the Cavs are, are gone and they're shot. They did fall in. Um, only just, they were up, I think he scored 16 of the first 20 points, big Bron Bron. Still don't look like a real cohesive unit against a weak off uh, Pacers side without Victor Oladipo. Uh, the Thunder looked pretty clean. The Jazz actually got up today, just looking at it now. The Jazz got up, god damn it. Uh, with uh, Australia's own Joe Ingles, big Aussie Joe slinging them threes. Um, Houston Rockets look good, and uh, I am going to go on a limb and put my back in the future as the Houston Rockets for the... Uh, championship, Rosaries. Huge play. Did I'm you... still sticking with Newcastle. Yeah, okay, good. How, how did you go? Did you find that? I got a Nolsey. Yep. Right? Nolsey, you slippery gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> Bet that's not the first time you've been led astray into the bush. Nah, just kicking the dust off your RMs. Cobbs, while I've got you on the blower, <laughs> could you return my pack of Uno cards you swiped in 2004? I bet you've got them, through, through, though you won't admit it. It's not as big as the robbery you took place. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's great. I can't do it. They just nail him. Yeah. Are you well, going to quit? Yeah, I can finish off. Well. I, go. I read good. Where'd you leave it at? It's not as big as it took place. Until, if you're picking up the ice cold 4X gold that I'm putting down. that's. A, but that doesn't mean you can't go around flogging other people's playing cards. You take it sleazy, you cheeky rooster on you. Ripper, catcher, ta-da, cheerio, you sesh weapon. <laughs> 
Shannon Noel. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Plus, he got done for DUI, didn't he? Maybe we could try and get Noel's on off the bit. He's a bit tragic. Oh, that's a plug. Come on, campaign. I'd love that. Nolsey on the bit. I would love that. Yeah. Um. Well, we can probably. Nolsey, if you come down and get on off the bit, I'll give you my couch. You can jump on that. Yep. Okay, let's get into our interview with Chris Caserta. And here we go. Okay, welcome to <coughs> Off The Bit. Uh, Chris Caserta, coming all the way from Melbourne, Melbourne Apprentice. Mate, uh, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Uh, thanks, guys. really appreciate you having me. How you doing, Chris? Yeah, good, Rosie. How are you? You're not too bad. Are you eating or something, mate? Sorry? You eating something, are you? Uh, yeah, I've just had, had a bit of lunch, so... Something known as pasta. Yeah, so that's no, good, uh, mate. We're glad uh, to have you on for the. Uh, you're actually the 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 maiden voyage of uh, of guests for us. So uh, we thought we'd go for you, mate, just because you're a, a real guy. As uh, as everyone knows that listen to this podcast, we're uh, we're a, a light hearted take through sports and racing. We're going to pick your brain a little bit about your career. We'll go through uh, what you want to do in the future. We'll talk about some sport. I'm sure you got sport interests. Um, yeah, always then, got sporting uh, interest, and we like to have a little bit of fun as well as we do it. So um, we'll just start off right from the gra- grassroots. I'd, what we hate to do is be like the generic uh, journalists that want to ask you the cut and dry ones, but we will get them out the way. Uh, let's just start off with how you got into racing. How I got into racing, it was actually a funny story, young man. Um, my mate said at school, this was back in 2010, so about eight years ago, that because um, of my height and size, I should be a jockey. I've never ridden a horse in my life till I was 17, and I thought, why not do it for a laugh? You know, it's turned out to be a really good career. It works, doesn't it? I, yeah, I was good joke. Yeah, I went through the same thing. Um, basically, when you just when you're walking around school and you're like up to everyone's belly button, they're like, you know what? There's a there's a pretty good <laughs> career for you. Did you try any other jobs before you did it though? Uh, no, I didn't. I uh, I was I was I was a fighter at the time. Uh, competed overseas and that for taekwondo, and yep. um, I didn't really knew, know what I wanted to do when I left school, and I thought, well, I might as well have a have a shot at it. Uh, yeah. It is a it is a good sporting industry to be a part of, and uh, no, I, I haven't looked back since. So you come into the game in pretty much good nick, didn't you, uh, as far as doing taekwondo? Yeah, yeah. I was fit as a fiddle. Uh, yeah. I was a lightweight, um, obviously small, and um, all I had to do was get the riding fundamentals uh, down pat, and um, no, things are th- things are shaping up quite nicely. Um, that's actually, before we just dive into anything more, um, do you want to uh, just uh, explain, you're, you're a twin? Yeah, yeah, I, but, I he, am but, a he's, but he's massive. <laughs> yeah, he's probably about the same size as Rolls, to be honest. Yeah, um, and he and he hits boy. the gym. Ah, uh, he hits the gym hard. I have um, seen. If anyone hasn't seen uh, Chris Caserta's Facebook profile, he's, he's, is he flexing with that arm? Is that how he's got it, or is that just how he? Yeah, used to, that's what he. That's what I, he I think does. he's tightening he it up. To, he, he likes to. He likes to show off a little bit for the girls, but he, so, he, he likes to show business. off, mate. I've got uh, you on Snapchat, and all I ever see is your shirt off. <laughs> Don't you start with me? <laughs> no, he's um, no, he, listen. He, he's a, he's a he's a fit boy, and uh, he plays a lot of football. But uh, he recently did his ACL, so he's had to sort of give football away because because yeah. uh, he doesn't want to get injured for work, which is a bit unfortunate. But um, no, he still tries to keep as uh, as fit as possible. Um, we can take <coughs> that. We can segue that straight into uh, leg injuries, mate. Let's yeah, uh, mate. let let's touch on on yours. Broke your leg a couple yeah. of years ago, didn't you? Yeah, it was uh, oh, four years ago now. Um, had a nasty, uh, nasty accident at Cranbourne Trials, and 
I was out sideline for 18 months. I broke my left femur and I uh, had to get a metal rod straight through the middle of the bone just to realign it and um, for the for the bone to form itself again. And um, once it was completed in 12 months, they took it out. And then there was another six months process for for the the holes and uh, to heal up and everything. And um, but before you knew it, I was I was back race riding um, probably in the three months time after that. Yeah, you uh. You must have put on the kegs during that, that stage then, hey? Yeah, no, I actually lost a fair bit of weight. I was, I was, uh, really? I lost all my, mu- I lost all my muscles. I was walking around about 52 at the time before it and I managed to get back down to bloody 45. I haven't been back to 45 since my, since I was fighting. It was, 45? Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was actually quite good. I was actually thought about fighting again because I was so light. Yeah, right. So yeah. What, what's your, what's your typical diet then? Throughout the week, oh. do, you have, do you have to do you have to watch it or watch it? There's what, no diet. Yeah, man. yeah. There's no diet. Watch at how all. much you spend on watch how much you spend on food. You're one of those ones. Yeah, really got to watch it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to spend like 150 on pretty food. Pretty much. Well, you got it pretty, pretty lucky much. then, because I know uh, when when Case uh, Yellow Man was riding as a as a jockey, he had to mm. he had to eat rice crisps in the morning and the pain smoke, the smoke smoke cigarettes. The Chris, the Christian Bale. Oh, oh, I wish I, I wish <laughs> the, I could. the Christian Bale diet. That's, how, that's yeah. how he got got down to nothing. Yeah, that that the cigarettes yeah, is always I'm, a, cigarettes is a I'm, big key for the jockeys, but it just never it wasn't my go. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I'm not a smoker, thank God. Well, we're, and, uh, we're, we're, we're sport guys, aren't we? This is why we do this. You exactly. Know? Yeah, we're, we're sport exactly. guys. So and, you must have broke and, your leg just before you came up to the Waterhouse Stables. Yes, correct. Yeah, no, yeah. I was, um, I'd gone up to Gaze because I didn't really have much to lose down here because I was just getting back from the injury. So I thought it was a good opportunity at the time to head up there for three months, three months, which then eventuated to six months. And then obviously that's when I met some amazing people like yourself, Rosie, and, um, formed good relationships with obviously Gay and a few other trainers up there. Good old little Richo too. We'll give him a plug on you. Yeah, I might as well give him a bit of a, a bit of a shout out. <laughs> uh, now you're at the stage of your apprenticeship. You're in year what? Um, coming towards the end of my apprenticeship now. I've got twelve months left. Yep. Um, Can you extend? No, I've had the extension already. Oh, okay. I should have finished. Should have finished in November last year, but I've um, had the eighteen months extension added on, so I've only got twelve months left. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to make the most of it. I've only got fifty more winners till I outride my city claim. Yeah. Super. Um, I'm you trying to make doable. the most of it now. Yeah, um, it is do it is it is doable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's what I want to pick your brain <laughs> about. Uh, now we're talking Melbourne apprentices. It's it's a, it's a, obviously a very clicky, very small area. Now you've got mm-hmm. such dominant trainers. You've got Weary, and you've got uh, the Hayes and Damini, um, uh outfit. Now you you seem to be a bit of a freelance apprentice. Do you, do you find that a, a, a an attribute, or do you sort of wish that you had that sort of massive force driving behind you, or are you? Because you're forging, you're forging your own niche, doing so very quite well. Yeah, no. Listen, I am doing really well when I don't have the support from a big stable. Uh, it does help having the support from a big stable, knowing that you've got good horses. Not saying that other trainers don't have good horses, but knowing that they've got the good horses in you know some decent races too they can lead into better opportunities when you come out of your time yep. it is all it is always good to latch onto a big stable like that but um at the moment you just sort of got to make most of what the opportunities you've got at the moment i've got good opportunities here at Caulfield with some of the trainers here and like mick price and john sadler and, and yep. kira ma putting me on so um things are shaping up nice but it does help to be a part of a big stable like weary and hazy yeah speaking of uh 
joining those 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 ranks up there. What's your favourite ride you've had? Because uh, I've got horse, one horses horse horse ride. Okay, yeah, just ask him. I'm not talking about his uh, his Saturday night ride. Um, <laughs> not not like that time uh, you asked me to go go sit in the cafe and mind that mind that seat for you until you got there. You're running late. You remember that? Which one, which one was that I, one? I was meeting you at the stables one day, and uh, I'd been on a bit of a Larry Emder, and I was still in my suit sitting there, and you were meeting another friend, and you you called me ahead and go, hey mate, can you go uh, just sit down and 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 look hey, after this sit. person and, until I get there? And I was like, oh. Fuck me, I'm in a bad shape to be doing this. You've rocked up and I'll still sit there in my suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I remember that. Big, yeah, big, okay. Making a big impression, I'd imagine. Smell, <laughs> smell, <laughs> smelling like the sea, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so my standout ride for you would be the Princess of Queens. How's that go for you? Yeah, that was a that was a good ride. Um, that was a very. One? Was um, because obviously um, Drew, I, was, I was in a tricky. Drew, yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew just uh, passed away. So Drew, Drew, I passed away a few few days or a week or so after that win. So it was a, it was pretty good to be able to win, you know, a race for him before him um, unfortunately passing away. But um, it was a very tricky ride because I was I was caught on the fence and I was hoping for the run to come and it did and and she was just too good at tour for the rest of them. Yeah, oh, seemed to pull them through, especially uh, one for later as well that you got over the line at 150 yeah, uh, marks, mate. How'd you do yeah, that? Yeah, I know, um, mate. I just I, I, honestly, she felt like a two dollar fifty favourite in the run. I just said to myself, if I can get a gap here, which the gap is in on the inside. I'd be half a chance, and I was actually waiting for something to run me down, knowing that she was 151, um, but she was just too good. She kept kicking and kicking, and even even for for a race like that, which was the Dolly um, the Dolly handicap race, um, it was a great great race to win as well, winning for um, for for Dolly's family. Yeah, t- take us now to uh, this little portion of your career in Sydney. Uh, obviously, you spent time with Gay. Was there any horse there, or any sort of the? What, what did you take away from the, that was a, a massive positive with your time that you spent here? Uh, time I spent with Gay was fantastic. I absolutely loved it, and uh, I'd love to do it again sometime in the, in the future. That's yep. for sure. Uh, the things I took away from that experience was uh, the judge of pace. Um, she likes to have a lot of front runners, so you yeah, got to sort of work out what. Yeah, yeah, you got to sort of work out your, your your pace when you're when you're leading um, in the race, and and that's what I I feel as if I I do really well, and she always loves them out in the gates first, and so you really got to really hunt them out of the gates to yeah. make sure you're one of the first ones out there. But she's very uh, she's very articulate with the way she presents her horses, and yep. uh, she does a fantastic job actually, not just her but the whole team um, at uh, Gay Waterhouse Racing does a fantastic job. Who's your favourite horse um, at the stables, mate? Oh, I would have had to, it would have had to have been Alassia and still oh, is. There we go. Still <laughs> is. Um, That's a shameless plug. Eh? Still get still get updates, which is great. So I'm actually keen, <laughs> you know fly jump on a plane, fly up to Sydney, and, and give it one last. Viva Italia! Viva Italia! <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to draw a simile here, right? I want you to because I'm a big advocate of uh, uh, how well the Melbourne Apprentice Academy runs. Now I want you to 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 explain to me like uh, I've, I feel <coughs> it, it's it's uh, I feel it's Chalk and cheese when you de- when you're describing the uh, Sydney the way that they teach Sydney apprentices and the the sort of atmosphere you get as as opposed to Melbourne. What's your thoughts on that? There's nothing against to the other states in Australia with the apprentice program, yeah, but you, Melbourne is it's Melbourne, the best. 
It is the best. It is. It is. What do they do that's right? What do they do that's so good? Because the kids love it. The uh, the trainers, the the whole industry thrives off Melbourne. Their kids always come up. They're very successful. Uh, All these other states, they paddle. You know, Um, a lot of apprentices tread water. I think it might be the duty of care. Do you think it's not getting that one on one time with them? What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, that's that 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 is that could be it. Um, We have the coaches come to the race meetings um, and help us with our rides on the day, so they'll come watch our replays with us. Yeah. But in the program, it's just uh, it's fantastic because they actually bring a lot of different coaches from different sporting backgrounds to help us with what they've gone through to get to where they are and and bringing in um, actual PTs to keep our fitness and dietitians to help us with our food and psychologists to keep our mental state health uh, uh, right and everything. And they've just got the facilities there and they've spent the money and the time to be able to develop such great riders and apprentices in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, very well said. Since since you've gone back down, so after you came up to the Waterhouse stables, you've taken that noise down. And since you've gone back down there and and you've, you you seem like a completely different person. You seem settled. You're very focused. You, you, it's proven. You're saying you, he wasn't you ride, focused before? Not saying he wasn't focused. More, more, more focused. <laughs> so trying to throw you under the bus there, Chris. I'm not, I'm I'm not trying to under the yeah, bus. Well, I'm, I'm giving you a plug saying that it's. I, I can definitely see how, how the, the Melbourne uh, Apprentice Academy has helped him there a lot. Yeah, yeah, and and sure. it, it, it's you, you're going on leap and bounds there. So. Yeah, no, it's it's been fantastic getting, you know, little bits and pieces from every stable that I've worked at and just it's just helped me mould myself into a, a fantastic rider and, and a fantastic horseman. Um, you know, we all we still don't know everything about a horse, but you're, you're still learning as the years go by. But, you know, as, as long as you can learn as much as you can off some great people that have been in the game for so long, um, it's, it's, it's good. Is there a section in the Melbourne Jockeys Room that's just dedicated to hair and makeup? Uh, yeah, that's the. Uh, that, the I think that all the kids come. All, the, and, all these uh, kids coming up, you know, you got you, you you go to the barber twice a week. Is that how you do it? Keep up and keep up with appearances. I, I, actually, I know for a I fact he go, does. He does. I actually go once a week. Yeah, yeah there you go. Week. Yeah. Always on a Friday morning or a Friday night, depending if there's the Valley Night races. Yeah, <laughs> always, yeah, fresh, yeah. always must get a fresh cut. You, you, you don't races. want Simon Marshall must. putting that uh, microphone under you and switch the camera on <laughs> when you when you got that two 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 week old fade <laughs> happening. Yeah. Is that a uh, is that a bit of a superstition for you to go get your hair cut? Oh, it's a must. Look, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow so I can go get a fresh cut for uh, Adelaide races Saturday. <laughs> do you have any uh, other superstitions you do, or is is uh, oh, that's it? <laughs> I'll get my eyebrows done a bit. Uh, oh, come a, on. That's a must. Well, you're Italian, aren't you? Yeah, otherwise I just have the one brow, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's, that's a definite must. Do you get it plucked or waxed, or what do you do? Oh, I get it threaded. It actually uh, lasts get it, a bit so, whoa, 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 whoa. What? You get it what? Get it. Get it threaded. Okay. Wow. Oh, this is a guy's. Uh, this is a guy's podcast. We're, we're sport guys. Okay. Yeah. That's, I don't that, think that's I'm not too kosher with hearing threaded. You'd be utterly uh, surprised how many other guys do it too. So. Oh really? So this is. So I should yeah. go and try it now. You, oh, mate, it's, it's, it's not, it's not uh, pleasant, I'll tell you that. Is it? Is it, is no. it doesn't, it doesn't, threaded do seems you, to imply in and out, like, like an, like a needle. Do you use, thread. use loop oh, for that one? Use, or? No, 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 <laughs> They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they have a string and they basically just like thread the hairs out off. Um, oh, that's fantastic! Right, oh, eh? yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's does, really this, does this does uh, this is this uh, in order to like keep yourself you know your own uh, mojo going or is it uh, is this all for the ladies? Uh no, it's just sort of a yeah, it's sort of just just keeps me focused. It's just a sort keeps of routine that I, I it, yeah yeah it, 
you know, because it comes down to those one percenters when you go race day. You got to look the part, yeah, uh, not just on the track but also off the track as well. And presentation, walking into the into the races, um, it does mean a lot too. Yeah, so you want you want maybe like uh, someone like uh, old head like John Sadler to be like, you know what, that boy he can ride a bit, that kid, but Jesus, his eyebrows, you know, they're on fleek. <laughs> yeah, well, like a few a few of the trainers here have said, oh, they take one look at me and they go, you know, you haven't got the eyebrows done, busy. I said, yeah, I'm waiting for tomorrow, mate. <laughs> okay. Oh, they <laughs> so kept they on do, top they of do, it. But they this do is, take note of it. See, this is this is this is why Melbourne is such a successful breeding of sport and and uh, and cultures <laughs> because uh, you'll have blokes uh, apprentices coming through from the middle of Wagga Wagga. <laughs> going to the races and they look like they just like climbed off the back of a hay bale exactly maybe that's it you know, maybe that maybe that's the secret they should start to pimp these uh, kids out in, in Sydney ranks a lot more and uh, get them with a little metro seg- yeah, well, like, we'll yeah, se- we'll every- segment yeah we'll have a segment every time I go over to Adelaide every time I go over to Adelaide I always get commented on how well addressed and that and you know I should uh, should uh, write a few notes for a few of the boys over there because uh, yeah they're, they're, they're unnoticed they don't dress up Adelaide yeah, boys are unnoticed are, Paul Gatt he, yeah, he, doesn't, bit, he um, doesn't look like the metrosexual type <laughs> Anyone that rides with their foot in still, uh, it do- doesn't the, the style is not their thing. Um, sp- no. s- speaking of style, who did you model your style on? Um, oh, just small jockeys like Gauchi and, and Oliver and that. But you know they've got their own style. You sort of mould yourself into um, you know your own technique. So you take little bits and pieces from from um, other jockeys that you've you've learned from and and watched over the the couple of years in your apprenticeship and sort of just form. A style that best suits you. That's yep. probably the best way to put that, it. That was very, yeah, it was very generic. Was that written down? No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. We'll stop with the generic ones. We're going to have a bit of fun in a second. We're just going to hit this last one out. We're going to play a little game with you, right? Um, but yeah, this, right. I just want to get this last little, um, I want to, you to give me your top five jockeys. Top five jockeys? In no order. Uh, <coughs> Damien Oliver, Huey Bowman, uh, Zach Purton, uh, D Dunn and Jordan Childs. Oh, come on. Jordan, obviously mates, yeah? Yeah, I am good mates with him, but he's riding he, absolutely he, he fantastic. He's riding, he, he's riding um, yep. And he was in my apprentice class and just yep. seeing him from when he first started to where he's come now. Yeah, and tall, isn't he? Um, Jeez, he's tall. I didn't think he was he's, that he's, tall. He's, no, he is tall and skinny, but yeah. uh, no, he you know, wrote, wrote Rick super, didn't he? Yeah, good uh, yep. rap for him. Um, let, now let's uh, let's get to the last part. We're going to play a little game, right? So I just want to mm-hmm. I want I want to challenge you. I want you to tell me exactly how where you rank yourself as far as movies go. Uh, are you a bit movies. of movie buff? Like, movies. Yes. Have you ever seen a movie, Chris? Ever been yes, to movies? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, do you, I do have. you take time out the salon to go and catch a fleet? <laughs> <laughs> right. So if you if you have you're happy to go ahead with this, we're gonna. I'm going to do a, a game called Pick the Flick. Now, what we're going to do is I've got five movies here, right? They're descriptions of movies. Uh, some of them are real, some of them are fake. I just want you to tell me what's real, what's fake, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to go a score out of five, right? And as soon as you're the fledgling uh, first uh, guest for us, uh, yeah. we'll take your score, and whoever can beat that score at the end of the whole entire career of Off the Bit wins a little something. Uh, and and speaking, okay. of, speaking of that, we also uh, – uh, we're um, – we have off-the-bit T-shirts, and being the first guest, you get one. So uh, don't, oh, hang up, don't hang up at the end of it, and we'll get your address, and we'll send you one. Uh, be Lovely. a part of the team. Be an off-the-bit boy. Lovely. Sounds good. So let's, let's roll this off, okay? I'm going to give you – me and Rolls-Royce are going to give you some descriptions of movies. All you've got to say is true or it's fake, real or, real, yep. real, real or not, okay? So my first movie, okay? I'm going to describe this for you. Are you ready? Yep. 
A youthful elven high diving Tom Cruise frolics through an enchanted forest with a soft porn feeling prequel to Lord of the Rings, in which he has to kill a dark overlord. This stars Tom Cruise and the guy that played the clown in It, and it's called The Legend. Is that a real movie or is it not? No. Ed, Ed, you're wrong. Ed, Ed, it's a real movie. That's a real movie. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah, Reese, go. Righto, Chrissy. Uh, Sylvester Stallone and a kid with his hat backwards with a very punchable face tour the Las Vegas arm wrestling scene to score easy cash where old Sly teaches the kid about the secret technique of over the top, whereby you move your that- hand and your thumb. Fake? That is fake, yeah. That's real. That's, that's a, real a real movie, movie that is, mate. That is, that is, <laughs> that's Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top. Come out about uh, 92. Yellow Man used to sit at sorry, home sorry, as his inspiration. I'm, I'm, I've only seen bloody Rockies with Sylvester Stallone, so that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go a bit more modern one, okay? Uh, Chris yeah. Rock and Eddie Murphy star in a dark comedy set in Harlem in the 1970s as jazz musicians living in the drug-fueled music scene. Soul Banjo, played by Murphy, runs afoul of the law, and it's up to his best friend Elgin Baylor, played by Chris Rock, to get him out before he can get sent to the pen for life. It's directed by John Singleton, and it's actually filmed in Memphis, and it's called Lord Don't Take My Soul Away. That's true. That's fake, mate. Oh. Yep. I oh, made that one up. Yeah, <laughs> I, mate, I, wrote oh, that. I, I wrote that this morning. Okay, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Kurt Russell stars two bounty hunting outlaws in search of a Texan oil baron's millions after he stumbled upon a botched heist led by none other than Tommy Lee Jones. A wild goose, goose chase ensures the edge, ensures you this on the edge of your seat. It's set in Texas and it's called The Cash of Almo. True. You are zero from four, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> You're doing super. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this, we'll, we'll do the old, uh, the old last one, double the points, right? Double the all points. Right. This is for all the marbles to at least get you on the board and not have you like right down the bottom of the uh, off-the-bit style muop do I get Do I get any lifelines? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're on a call, so I don't know who you're going to call. Yeah, we can do 50-50. <laughs> you're not putting us on hold. It's our own show. 50-50, yes or no? 50-50. Yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> okay. All right, this is the last one. I'm going to make it real simple, okay? Ready? Number five yeah. for at least something on the scoreboard. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, a movie about killer tomatoes. No, false. True. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. No, it's yeah, not. It's, yeah, it's, sure that not. Movie. it's a movie, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, right, I'm actually going to look that up. I'm going to look I, that up. Right, listen, <laughs> listen, mate. You, 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 <laughs> you don't want to watch it because it's horrible. <laughs> mate, thank you very much. It, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. That was a really good interview. Hey, Rosary. Yeah, yeah, I liked uh, Good catching up with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Mate, uh, yeah, as I said, um, don't hang up. But yeah, so... Just to, to just to reiterate, uh, your manager. Just give give us his name, and we can sort of uh, throw that around. If anyone needs you, obviously you ride very light. Uh, you managed by. Uh, it's a, a girl, uh, Rachel Allen. It's Ben Allen's sister. Oh yes, yeah, fantastic job. And yep. Um, no, she um, she does a fantastic job, and she's a very hard working manager. So yep. I'm glad to have her a part of the team. And you've got one more year left on your apprenticeship, correct? Yeah, 12 months left. All right, then. So if anyone needs you, we can call Rachel Allen, yeah? Yes, correct. All right. Thank you very much for being the first guest on Off The Bit, mate. That was a pleasure. We had a, we had a great time, mate, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. See you later, Chris. No, thanks, guys. See you, Thanks, bud. guys. Really appreciate you having me. No worries right, at no all, problem. man. 
and back to the studio. Yeah, what a champion bloke. Great interview, that. Uh, we'll back that up with uh, our NRL Week 6 uh, review with Hubie Brown, and um, then we'll get into some segments. Take it away, Hubie. Let's go, Hubes. Round six of the NRL saw the Roosters take on Celts and both teams danced around like little fairies and the score reflected as such as after the 30 minutes their scores were locked at 2-2. However, from there, shit got realer than that girl you slept with telling you she is pregnant as the game hit overdrive. Latrine Mitchell thought he was the shit as he crossed for a try in the 30th minute, but it was the Roosters that aborted as the Bunnies gave the tricolours tree tries and old tree trunks John Sutton moved his slow frame over to put it in doubt. I see, I see, boy, these roosters are looking more like chickens. 26 to 14. To Amy Stadium and the Melbourne Storm increased their scoring level and the chance of getting tested for PEDs by 1,000% as they injected attack into their game and pumped up the scoreboard to the tune of 40 points? Huh? Billy Christian Slater was looking for his second Golden Globe as he unlocked the cheat code left, left, right, right one, X, right two to where you can drop in front of the referee and not get penalised. And now that was one of the toughest games left on the planet has turned into soccer. Oh, fucking hell. Storm says CO to the Knights, 4-14. And nothing's right, I'm torn. Natalie Imbruglia and Paul Gallen's anterior cruciate ligament had something in common as it was ripped from his knee bone as the peptide sharks are about as durable as single ply toilet paper. And you could almost wipe the rest of this shitty season as things go from worse to fucked for the sharks who may need laser beams attached to their frickin' heads if there are any chance of winning this season. Matt Dufty went vroom, skirt, chip, 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 skirt, skirt, all over the plaque as he unleashed the nitrous button and Paul Walker at the Sharks as they weren't getting out of this one alive. Too soon, Rosaries? I don't want to have to watch Game of Thrones to like these dragons as they are a complete team. The Knights had a 140-20 in the 40-20 loss. David Fusatua was the warrior, Cuckoo Kachu, as the try machine scored early for the Warriors, but it was the urine yellow outfit of the Broncos that pissed all over the Kiwis and made them hit the golden showers. Tremaine stopped teasing. Asako told the defense to beat it and showed that he was showed the defense he was bad and Corey Uncle Toby's Oats was part of your complete diet of football as the Broncos looked alive and running easy winners, 27 points to 18. To Townsville now, and I haven't seen a bunch of cowboys get fucked so hard since Brokeback Mountain as Jonathan Thurston had balls bouncing off his forehead in an orgy of offense by the dogs that laid out a bukkake of points on the North Queensland team and had Will Opawati fighting the natural urge to go sticking his finger in a bumhole. Raymond Falatea Mariner, who has the weirdest combination of names ever, got himself a try and proved a handful as the dogs were let off the leisha and run away with a victory, 27-10. The Parramatta Eels are fucked. It was a complete whitewash in the nation's capital as the Raiders bullied the Parra girls under 15 side to a thanks for trying scoreline of two points. Leilua and Rapina played like bad cop, bad cop as they took turns to interrogate the suspect defense of the Eels. Luke Bateman loves tackling so much he copped 10 in the bin for thinking if you tackle them long enough it counts as two, right? Blake Austin Powers got his mojo back, baby, yeah! And the Raiders look to get back on track as they trounce the Eels 18-2. to 
to Panthers Stadium now, and the Panthers are sitting pretty at the two spot on the ladder as James Baloney once again tore the defense apart in a fine display of all around for the Titans. However, Hyphen Nairo put a, a sidestepping show as he bagged a twofer, and the only low light was winger John Mansour copping a knee right in his medulla ablongata. The Titans' defense was pitiful, and the outside backs took full advantage, like when a drunk girl gives you full eye contact. Panthers are on, uh, our Panthers are on the up. Gold Coast are on the downers. 35-12. And finally, Manly are revolting. In the sweetest double entendre I've come up with since this, this, this season, says, as Michael Jackson Hastings was sent to Neverland by the players group who were just plain tired of swinging punches. However, it was the game at Lotto Land where the surface has always been in question, and it was a manly side that was stuck in quicksand. As they were, this, uh, they were that shit, they let Benji Marshall's 40-year-old frame dance past them on more than one occasion. Luke Brooks had the ball on a string every period, and the Sea Eagles couldn't stop the heavy flow. Wes, Google my last name for correct spelling, Nagama, broke free late in the first half, but this was about all she wrote as the grub Josh Reynolds made his return, and then he fucked off, and then that was the end. Tigers Mall manly punch each other in the fart box, 38 points to 12. Back to you in the studio, boys. Thanks for that, Hubie. Hit it so hard this week, you gave me a nosebleed, mate. We, we can segue that into our first segment, which is what we call What a Dickhead. Uh, very self-explanatory and very current is uh, the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Manly Warringah. Manly Warringah Seagulls incumbent half. Jackson Hastings is a fucking flog. Um, uh, apart from uh, just fighting everyone in any team he's ever been in, uh, for a team that's like lacking cohesive, cohesive unit as it is, um, they're just everyone's bus- throwing him under the bus. Trent Barrett uh, wants nothing to do with him, uh, relegated down to the... W League, I don't know who he plays for, the Wentworthville, like, uh, cocksmokers, I don't know, <laughs> something. He's, 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 he's down there just in the absolute pits. He is Irish. Um, and one of the, one of the things that they said about him was that, uh, was a red flag was he was standing in front of the mirror in, in green budgie smugglers with his green mouth guard and said he's going to be the next Conor McGregor. So they're saying that he was bad for doing that, but he basically just described every Irish guy ever. It's not just, I don't think it's just him. Um, they are like, most of them are, um, just you know clowns but uh he gets the what the what is the di- uh, he gets the dickhead of the what a dickhead yeah, pff, i'll get that out eventually he gets the what the, what the dickhead um we got some winners and losers reese you got some winners i've got a winner and a loser all in one Ooh, go. Nick, nicholas cage is quitting movies oh is he still doing it? <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently okay he's given himself a timeline of three to four years it's uh it's a bit of a win oh, a bit of a, a loss shame you know has, yeah. has, like, does Nicholas play even act? Does Nicholas Cage even act? We're doing super just, on the tongue. Or is he uh, just Nicholas Cage? Have you seen the photo of him when he was meant to be Superman? No way. Yeah, so he was, um, he was meant to be, uh, there we go, I'll bring it up for him, look at that. This is really bad radio, but no, yeah, yeah, get that in there. Uh, yeah. That can't uh, be real. Yeah, it's here, it's here, Tim, yep. Uh, may, looked, maybe he, in the early he, 2000s. He, looked, he looks like the sad kid that used to hang out the back in a... Of, of the toilet block yeah. that listens to... He looks a bit like Loki from uh, Thor. Like this a, is really bad very, radio. Very if, sad Loki. If, if anyone hasn't seen it, please, you've got to Google uh, Nicolas Cage Superman. It's the best thing you've ever seen. It's He's like he's got like a ton of hair there too. I just don't get that. Not a real... It's a really weird look. Um, How about yourself? Winners, uh, losers? Uh, Tell me you got some winners today. I've got a loser. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. do. Uh, my loser is... Um, Tristan Thompson, sort of keeping up with the Kardashians a little bit here. 
so Tristan Thompson, the and keeping up with the NBA, he's the center for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is with Khloe Kardashian. She just had a baby, and he got caught cheating, kissing multiple girls. Uh, kissing multiple girls in a nightclub on some sort of grainy footage where you couldn't really tell if it was him, sort of thing. Uh, but there is a bit of a Kardashian curse going around. But what I what I have him as a loser for? Yeah, stop dating NBA bloody A players. Yeah, well, what, what, well, they just love it, don't they? Those rappers girls? and NBA players. Yeah, yeah, they're ridiculous. But I, I've got a, like a real loserish thing that he did because the girl he was cheating with, uh, as they do, got on the front foot and, <laughs> and added a text message. Okay, and this is right up the off the bit podcast realm. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, message what he said. Obviously, he got caught doing something wrong with the girl he was cheating with. So this is his apology text. Okay. If I was there, I would grab you while you try to walk away from me. Then I would pull your hair and kiss you. Then rip your clothes off and lay you down while I suck your pussy and say sorry. So he's apologizing. In is this to Chloe? No, this is to the mistress. Ooh. Yeah, so he's obviously he's obviously like uh, you know he's obviously had to go back to Chloe or whatever and upset the mistress. So his apology his apology uh, text reads as such. So he's he's gonna just like lay her down. Suck her on the pussy as you do. Um, might even have to bleep out pussy. I might do that. Hey, you get, stop saying this. Get yeah, it's, it's horrible, isn't it? I'm going to have to go um, punch after uh, he, he goes on. He, he, he goes on to say, uh, then I'll stick this long dick in you, slow but deep. And then I thought about it and I was like, it's really cultural, but <laughs> black guys can get away with saying, I could never say that in a sentence. Like, because as we all know, anyone who listens to this show, I, I get athletes' dick. That black guys can say it's long. Like, it, white guys can have big dicks, I guess, but we're never going to be able to say it's long. Like, they they hold that. They've got that. That's their, that's kind of the. I think uh, us as white blokes, the best we get away is saying it's got good girth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got yeah, good yeah, like yeah, grab your hands around it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby, like, put your hand on it. Yeah, whereas they're like, I'm real, I'm real good at dirty talk. Yeah, you, come here, you filthy animal. <laughs> you know what? The, have you seen uh, Wonderlust there with Paul Rudd? But he's doing I'm that. I'm gonna give <laughs> you this dog. <laughs> yeah, I puts my dick in. I puts my dick in. <laughs> you gonna take this dick? <laughs> oh. Long dick. So yeah, uh, Tristan Thompson is on I've the hot seat. I've never seen that full movie. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's a great movie. Is it? It's a really it's good about, movie. It's about swingers, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit hippie-ish. Yeah, it's like a colony uh, where they sort of uh, like a cult. <laughs> One of the greatest comedy movies ever. Well written all the way through. So, um, yeah, that was uh, – he gets the loser nod from me for his uh, – uh, he can like uh, stick his long dick somewhere else. Uh, it's surely he's, like, he's got he's got the kid, so he's got money already. He's just basically just like births. births well, who's, got, who's got the more money out of the two? And you know what the kid's called? True. True Thompson. That's what he. That's what they <laughs> named it. Now, now I would like to get the. But top. is it like T R E W? True. Yeah, true. true. Like Terry uh, Crew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you you'd go when you come here to go through the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to get the top five like stupidest rich people names of babies. You got Apple, uh, uh, Alaska. Who's Alaska? Alaska is. I think it's the same. Oh, Apple. Apple's Apple's got Paltrow's, yeah. I know there's a lot. North Northwest is uh <laughs> what direction? Kanye's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh who else have we got? We'll do them next week. We'll get we'll them do. next week. We'll, 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 we'll. First thing we do before the disclaimer. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll give we'll bring names. you we'll bring it back and we'll give you our top five stupidest names that rich people think that they can do. Uh there was like uh Tiger Princess Tiger Lily and shit that uh was uh what's his name? Michael Hutchins kids. 
Peaches Honey Blossom. Weird. Just weird, fuckheads. Rich people. Uh, that's our show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. And we'll be back. Uh, we'll be, this, it's Thursday today, so we missed a couple of days. We'll be back on Tuesday next week, and uh, we'll get another guest on, and we'll do it all again. Have a good one. See you. Cue the music. Not the end of the chapter